Welcome back, everybody, to The Talk Shop, Season 8, Episode Trace. True. I'm Tom, joined today by... Corey. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. This is another go, person Sam. here. Sam, you gotta go now. Oh, it's your turn. okay. I'm Corey. No, damn it! Uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> I messed it up. Been looking forward That's to it okay. all day. Mission failed. Sorry, we'll get guys. it next time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I don't deserve to be. It's 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 Corey. No, damn it. I'm Sam. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Yep. Yay. Seamless. They'll never notice. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Uh, you know, everything's changed. Everything. The world has totally shifted since the last podcast. Because. Baseball, right? Is oh that where yeah. I was <laughs> no, I was. I didn't know how I was going to pay that one off. Oh <laughs> no, ba- baseball was sick. Uh, I don't know if there's any uh, baseball fans who listen to the podcast. The World Baseball Classic just wrapped up. Uh, it it unironically ended like it was scripted, and there were writers. It was pretty sick. Did America or Japan win? Uh, Japan won. Was it against America? It was. Revenge those are the only Nagasaki. two baseball. Those are the only two baseball teams I know. That, like I know Amer- America and Japan. Are there other teams? Is there like a Spanish baseball team? I'm, um, I'm really asking. Well, there was. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of teams that like didn't matter. <laughs> it's like Czech Republic and Taipei and Israel and Great Britain and whatever who just like all big baseball countries. Yeah. Um, but like the Great Britain get confused. They start playing cricket. <laughs> Where's the, me paddle um, bat? <laughs> the like Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, like good good teams. Um, Did Mexico try playing with a brew? That's <laughs> <laughs> all they could afford. The uh, cartels took the bats actually, for the drug wars. They don't have to play if there's not a donkey on the field. The Dominican team was fucking no stacked. That they were like the favorites to win, and they got knocked out in like quarterfinals or something. Um, that was a huge upset. Uh, but what about Cuba? I think I think per per capita, the Dominicans are probably the most OP baseball players. <laughs> I think they probably have the most MLB players, like per besides the U.S. obviously. But um, Cuba, yeah, they were really good too. Uh, one of the 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 catcher from the Cuban team defected while they were, while he was in Miami. <laughs> what? <laughs> like uh, in the United States? Like like suck asylum? Well, didn't go back. Yeah. Sock he, asylum? They, they were here. Yeah, they were in Miami for the, Dude. For, the for the WBC game, and he just didn't go back. That's a movie. Imagine being a, his That's teammate, a and then you go back to Cuba. Dude, that shit like, is – Um, I mean, if you follow baseball closely, um, it's like kind of a meme in baseball because like, so there's so many Cubans. Um, But, like, defecting is – like, defecting from a baseball team is a thing that happens pretty frequently, and they try really hard. There's, like, security people, like, watching – like assigned to each player, watching them all the time when they're outside the I, country. I um, heard a from, really interesting. Yeah. I heard a really interesting story the other day about um, North Korea assembled like a uh, Inglorious Bastards type, like super special forces team to infiltrate and assassinate the ruler or the leader of uh, South Korea. Okay, and like somewhere through the pipeline, <laughs> um, like apparently it was just terrible. Like people died in the training. Like it was like. SEAL training, except with the goal to kill you, to train up these radical people. And somewhere the distrust built up so much uh, that the team that had been designated to infiltrate uh, South Korea, they got worried that they were going to defect, so they came to kill them. And so they did. They they, uh, con- they, they uh, 
absconded with a military vehicle and tried to escape across the border and got killed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and what's crazy is it's like, like if they could have held on and just played the game a little bit, imagine like being the team that uh, North Korea like sets up to go into. <laughs> and you go infiltrate South Korea and just. And like the second they get across the, border, the embassy. Yeah. The second they get across the border, they're like, it worked. <laughs> Dude, they got McDonald's here. That's so funny. Actually. Sick. Everybody <laughs> in the planning room like looks around and realizes that worked, and they're like, "Well, we better start putting together an even more loyal team." <laughs> Did you see that picture of? Uh, oh wait, hang on. Um, uh, all the KFC bags. Did you know, does that make sense? No. Um, uh, no, not with any context. Okay, okay, okay. or baseball. Uh, I think um, Xi Jinping was in Moscow for like meetings with Putin. And um, <laughs> there were pictures taken. <laughs> Hang on, I'll put it in the Discord. Of um, right. outside the hotel where he was staying, there some people delivering like literally thirty bags of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had chicken in a long time. That's so fucking funny. Uh, so going back to baseball, <laughs> if I can. Yeah. Speaking of fried chicken and all things American, why do you think it that uh, baseball excels with the group that's usually not? known for their athleticism like white americans is who baseball like that's like predominantly right the people who mm-hmm. play that and then japan is that true anymore i don't know do you have the statistics i don't uh i, don't. I mean most mlb players are americans um, is baseball still a pure sport <laughs> <laughs> the rules haven't changed um most I'm going to look like the most racist southern son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, let's see. What percentage of baseball players are white? (laughs) 11.4% of MLB players right now are Dominican. Okay. That's a a lot. That's not a very big country. (laughs) Um, And if you combine, uh, I'm going down the list right now, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Colombia, it's like 25%. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, so um, and Japan 5. and Korea, despite I mean Japan and Korea are like huge baseball countries. It's like it's massive, um, and combined they only have like thirteen players in the MLB. But like, oh really? But but like locally there, like the NPB and the KBO are are huge deals. Yeah, so they probably don't see a need to play in America. They're no. probably getting very well taken care and of. And the only ones that end up here are like go- like gods, like. People who leave for like the mega payday, um, whereas like comparatively, like Venezuela and Dominican Republic and stuff, like you know they have their baseball leagues that are you know really big and a lot of talent and they're popular and whatever. But like making it big in the Dominican league, you know, is is like dishwasher salary in the U.S. Right? Um, so like you know th- they're they try way harder to get over here uh, and to make it. Baseball. baseball bringing the world together i've never enjoyed baseball. bringing capitalism spreading its tendrils far <laughs> and wide i've always thought baseball is the most boring sport to watch don't at me you know why i love baseball because any second could be i think we've talked about before any second could be like the big moment there's a, there's a couple like things actually there's i would say there's like three things there's one thing that i like there's no clock to run out like you have to get 27 outs to win the game you can't just like oh we're leading by a lot we don't want to lose or whatever you have to throw the ball you have to. I like that a lot. Um, I like that it's like it's one of the only sports where like anything can happen. Where like uh in any moment 
you know, like you can't in an NFL game or whatever, you can't like if a if a linebacker ends up with the ball, he's not go he's not running it all the way down. It's just not gonna happen. But like in a baseball game, anyone can get into the box and swing and anything could happen. <laughs> and like any time. It might not be likely and it probably won't happen, but anything could happen. And well, there's so yeah, many like, games that crazy shit happens all the time. Like Kurt Schilling in the World Series, a pitcher. Yeah. And he hit a home run. Um, did he? He might have. I think he did, but I don't remember. But yeah, that is cool. And there's there's just how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's, it's true, dude. You gotta watch Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch Field of Dreams. Sorry, There's also it's like boring. it's a it's a very I like moment. angels in the outfield. It's a, that's a good one. It's a very like very realistic, like slow motion momentum game. Um, like things that happened like half an hour ago are super important now. It's not like you know whatever. Oh, we scored. It's over. Um, and like I and like the mentality stuff is big too. Um, like it's it's much more uh, it like it's like a turn-based sport right so it's more like golf or bowling or something where like um when you're performing it's like very choke prone because like the mindset that you're in and like the context and the pressure and stuff is is kind of way more amped up than a game that is like real time where like you just kind of have to do shit yeah that's my baseball manifesto Please don't mail any bombs <laughs> to the NFL <laughs> or United Airlines. Uh, why would you say that? Oh, no reason. Oh, okay. Just, just it was, was just weird. A, another. Like, I thought NFL. Just a random aside. Is, okay. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> okay. Nothing specific about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sam. You you put a topic in here like a week ago. That I I've been waiting to hear about. Okay. Okay. What is it? The incredible conversation two men had about video games. Two old oh, men yeah. had about video yeah. games in Perkins. I need yeah. to hear about this. So I took my daughter on a date the other day, and she loves the rainbow pancakes at Perkins. Excellent. And it was supposed to snow that day, so we were there early uh, in the morning. And if you know anything, uh, it's that elderly people love Perkins early in the morning. Oh yeah. Uh, that's like their mecca, man. That's where they go for enlightenment. <laughs> so they flock before church, <laughs> and then after church they go to Duluth Grill. Yeah, Perkins has been making its money. Or grandmas, like I honestly yeah, don't crap. think Perkins will ever close. I don't think it could. <laughs> this as is as long as they're elderly to 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 refresh the customer base. Super quick aside, this was the question yeah. I always had when I worked at Bridgman's, because like Bridgman's, it is, I don't know if it's still like this. It used to be eighty nine percent people over seventy five. And I always wondered, like, when all these people die, does this restaurant go under? Or do people, like, rotate in? Do they, like, age into going to Virginia? And Perkins that's, is the that's, same thing. That's do what you, I was like, about to get age at. into it? Yeah. I think at some point, like, it's like a, a siren call. Like, one day you'll be on your way. <laughs> it's irresistible. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on your... <laughs> You'll be on your way to like the grocery store to pick up food, and you know you'll have your gray hair or what have you, and suddenly you'll just hear, oh, and you'll be like, wait a minute, I could get some I need pancakes. hash browns, <laughs> sausage link, you or see, bacon, and three eggs my way. You see the sign, and you're like, I don't know, I never noticed before. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and the then way you come the, in and the they, sun's glistening off of it. And, uh, you know, it's like um, The Shining. You walk in and everybody's just standing there smiling. We've been waiting for you. 
Please take your seat. It has your like a nameplate yep. set up already. A picture. Would you on like the a cookie that's been sitting in this display case for nine days? <laughs> we'll go microwave you some hash browns real quick. And I have no hate for Perkins. I Perkins got me through college back when it was open twenty four seven. Because oh, I didn't pre-pandemic. Oh, way a long time ago. Um, because I didn't have like a desk or anywhere to put my laptop to do my homework, so I would just go to Perkins and it's like renting a booth for the price of a pot of coffee. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I would just. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's great to like go there at like two a.m. and then order like a burger, and then you just look over at the kitchen and the cooks are just glaring. high on meth. <laughs> yeah, well, the superior <laughs> one, yeah, probably. Dude, I did. I did a huge. I had a teacher that hated me in college, as a religious uh, doctor. Because uh, you did like meth? literally like her doctorate was in religion, is what I mean okay. by that. And she was teaching, uh, the class was called Sin, Suffering, and Salvation. And she uh, she was like a very active feminist, and I was straight out of the military, and she actually like openly talked about how much she hated me. <laughs> okay. Because cool. I was like, I represent like very good learning environment. Cool. It's cl- oh, it's toxic as hell. Professors are like <laughs> I, got, I, I passed that class because I, I got like wind of what she was putting down, and I wrote a paper called I Don't Know Anything. And she loved it, and, it, and she gave me an A on it and passed me in the class, and on the notes, I was like, <laughs> finally. Finally, you've humbled yourself oh, for my God. learning. But, Dude, why is um, it so... I'm sorry, never mind. I was going to go on a thing. Go ahead. But no, so in the middle of it, um, I was writing one of my... I worked really hard for her as a thing. I, I'm inspired by uh, people like trying to piss on me. I don't know why. By doms? It's like a toxic trait. <laughs> yeah. They're like, the more you piss on me, the more I want it. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I wrote this real long paper, and I wrote it at Perkins... And there was like these group of drunk dudes, really drunk, like 60 to 70 year olds at a table, like down from me. And I think when I went to the bathroom, one of them snuck in, like looked at my paper and typed in a random F word right in the middle of it. <laughs> okay. Because I know for a fact that I didn't put an F word in the middle of my paper. And I remember they were looking at me and yelling at me through the night. And then when I uh, turned in my paper, it was circled like 17 times. Uh, this F word right in the middle of like a sentence. And she was like, no, this will not fly. <laughs> do not disrespect <laughs> me like this. And I was like, oh my God, why? <laughs> I didn't do it. That's there's nothing you so can do. Funny. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Um, But I like Perkins. And so I took my daughter there early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot yeah. where we were going. And it was filled with old people. And uh-huh. I like to people watch. I'm very nosy. I'm that. I just want you to know, like, if you're in the neighborhood and you have a window open, I promise I'm looking in it and seeing like what you're watching and what you're doing when I drive by. Do you have the irresistible <laughs> urge to look at people when you pull up beside them, like at stoplights, or like oh, when you're passing them on the highway? And yeah, I yeah, can't. I can't not do it. And I don't do it like subtly. I like straight stare <laughs> into your soul. Like, and I don't break away if you look at me. Like, I will straight meet your eyes, like Animal Kingdom style. I want to know what you're all about <laughs> in that five seconds we have together. <laughs> I want to know you. <laughs> Honey, he's looking at me. <laughs> Just look away, dear. I can't. Um, so I was sitting there and I was people watching uh, while my daughter was coloring and all that kind of stuff. And the conversation on the table next to us hit my eye because it was something like, you know, those 40-year-olds playing video games. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be good to tune into. And unfortunately, like so much time has gone by even since then. I don't remember every word of it, but I do remember the part that really stuck out to me when I put it in the chat to talk about later is they were talking really negatively about video games and everything like that. Pretty standard conversation. You know, ah, they waste their lives on it. 
And then one of them said something really interesting. Uh, he was like, you know what the real problem is? He's like, the real problem is that you've got these 10 to 16-year-olds, the, the, this age of men as they become men, and they start discovering themselves, and they start figuring out what makes them tick. And, and some of them are leaders, and some of them are meant to be like the next you know, CEOs and presidents and what have you. He's like, and of course, because of this, they naturally start leading in their video games. He's like, and uh, <laughs> he's like, they become, you know, he's like, whatever. They start, you know, they, they, they have these war games where it's like a real war. And they go and they lead their men into battle in this war in the video game. He's like, and then they get out of the video game and they don't have any power. They're back to being regular kids who can't do anything. Nobody listens to them. He's like, do you know how intoxicating that's got to be? That they get to feel like they're the biggest deal in the world when they get on a video game? As opposed to going to school and getting crapped on all the time? He's like, and now imagine a whole generation of people who are adult men who never got to, like, rise and become these things. And, of course, they run into video games because they get to feel like they matter in there. And I'd never thought of video games like that. I thought that was Neither super, have I. Super, <laughs> I thought very, that was super interesting. Observant. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they were, like, probably 70 years old. I was like, that is insightful as hell. I was like, that dude probably led people in Vietnam. <laughs> he's like, now I see 12-year-olds do it in Call of Duty. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah, I have to think was, about that. That's good. Yeah, it was All crazy. my potential's gone. I used it in video games. <laughs> well, Shit. I think the argument that I would make is that video games were the only place that gave you the opportunity to rise to your full potential at a young age. That's the, the thing that I want to get to. Civilization. Nuke India. Problem solved. <laughs> but you think about, like, guild leaders. Like, think about how, like, World of Warcraft took over the planet, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was always, like... Like stereotypically, it was like the weakest, nerdiest, like you know the the zit riddled, greasy fat dudes that were like guild leaders and were running the game, right? And I'd never thought about it before, just how good that must have felt to matter. Like you make jokes, like oh I'm a big deal in the game, but imagine if that was like the only place you could feel like you had any significance. Then you become a Reddit moderator. <laughs> it is true though. No, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, I'm trying to think if I know anybody, not even personally, just like know of anybody who's like actually, was he saying that like people get lost in doing that or just that like the dissonance must kind of suck, like going from one to the other? Uh, the The main thing was that the dissonance had to suck. And I think he was like using it as a counterpoint to like, it's really easy to like go somewhere and be like, oh, kids play too many video games and like yeah, just ignore okay. it like they're being lazy or stupid. It's another thing to be like, well, it's literally the one place where they have a say in matter and can lead. <laughs> and your point was like <clears throat> uh, that like that's probably true, but for a lot of people, there's probably things about themselves or skills that they have or whatever that they wouldn't have known that they had or cared about. If not for oh, no, I, I don't think I had a single original thought in all of this. I was just trying to relay what they talked about and how interesting it oh, was. I could have sworn you said something. Never mind. I, I might have been elaborating. Part. I might have just been rewording things on my own, but I don't think I had like an original input. I think okay. I was just I was saying like I'd never thought about it like to the extent that, you know, there are people who like especially during World of Warcraft probably felt completely powerless in the real world who could only have that identity they wanted in a video game. In a video game. In a video game. In a video game. 
That's what I forgot to say after the United Airlines thing like a year ago. In Minecraft. Maybe I did say in Minecraft. I don't remember. I don't think you did. <laughs> did I not? Well, that was no. impl- it was implied. I think it I tried giving impl- you like a thousand implied. out. <laughs> <And you> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't you sound like quadrupled me. down. I don't think that happened. Well, at that point in the night, we were pretty gone. I think I was even like, this is a joke, right? And you were like, no, like several times. Does not sound like me at all. <laughs> Good thing we could literally go back and play the tape. <laughs> you know what? I'll back make sure to edit it in right here. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you will. Do you know what feedback <laughs> I got about the last Megasode that I what? thought was super interesting? I heard that we were too nice to each other. <laughs> what they they liked when we argued about Monster yep. Train? Apparently, what is wrong with you people? Apparently, people were mad that we they said we were too friendly, like it was too smooth. All right, and I was we gotta like, sh- that's we what gotta I said. I was doing it. We gotta shake. I was it up like, again. you really want me to Losing screech like screech like a baboon about a video game that nobody cares about? Like that's what you want to listen to? Guess so, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's time to talk about IndyCar. It is time to talk about IndyCar. Man, that's an old one. It is an old one. I put that one. one on there a long time ago. What do you want to talk about what about IndyCar? Uh, I don't know. I was setting you up. You put a you put it in the topic list. I don't really have anything specific to say other than I started watching IndyCar and it's cool. Except for the first race of the season happened on March 5th. Mm-hmm. And the next one is April 2nd. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. So they lose like all of the momentum of <laughs> I don't know a fantastic first race, and then there's just nothing, and it's the beginning of the season. Why don't you? So that's um, a pain. Why don't you talk a little bit about why what maybe stopped you from getting into it earlier, or maybe any perceptions about it that you had, and what changed your mind, or what it actually turned out to be like? Well, I, I guess like. This is going to sound super lame, and it is super lame. But since I started playing Gran Turismo when it came out, when I was just like, what the heck, I'm going to try an actual <laughs> like, sim racing game. Then I was like, okay, what the heck, I'll try watching F1. My buddy Corey really likes F1 for some reason, and I didn't understand it at the time. And then all that coupled with Drive to Survive, I'm not going to lie, that's when I came in. What Take that as you will. Mm-hmm. I'm not like an OG I didn't f- discover F1 when you had to watch it at 3 a.m. when they were racing in <laughs> Bosnia or whatever. But, um, yeah, so then, then I ended up really liking F1 and really enjoying the season. I watched every race last year, and it was, well, I mean, there were some real boring ones. If you're uh, My advice to anybody who would want to watch F1 now, you're not really watching it to see who's going to win the race <laughs> at this point. Yeah, because last season it was one person won almost every race, and it wasn't close. <laughs> uh, oh, well, actually, it was for a little while, but it, this year is already shaping up to be the same person winning like every race. But we'll see how it goes. Their car is literally like a second faster than everybody else's. Yeah, and that's just insane. We don't even know if that's actually how much faster they are, or if that's just what they're showing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could they crank it up to eleven. Way, yeah. I don't um I don't know if I don't, I don't think you were watching F1 at the time. Um one of the earlier races um in 2014, I remember this still was uh that was the first year with the new regulations with the the engines that they have now in F1. The hybrid yeah, engines. Yeah. And Mercedes, I mean obviously was like destroying everybody. But um it was in Bahrain and it was 
Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg were in first and second, and then there was a safety car at some point. Um, and like they were like Lewis and Nico were like 10, 20 seconds ahead. There were there was like twenty something seconds ahead of third place, right? They were like way out there. Yep. Um, and then it was like I'm just making these numbers up, but it was like lap forty five out of fifty five or something, and there's a safety car. Um, and then coming out of the safety car, they're like racing each other because they were on different strategies and one was way ahead of the other one before the safety car. Um, and mm-hmm. now they're racing each other and they're both in like this, the, the secret, like un uncapped engine mode. Uh, and they were 20 seconds ahead of third place, literally after like three laps. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's they were, it, the, the gap between Mercedes and everybody else was unbelievable. And like that was, I remember watching that and being like, "Okay, it's actually it's over for like five years." Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's some major changes. Now they're kind of not doing so they're well. Kind of do do now. So a new regulation. I think it did take effect last year or this year. The cost cap. Um, I, th- I think was that I, last year? Or am I high? It might. It, it was, was last year. year because Red Bull got in trouble and they were like, "Oh, oh it was yeah, just yeah, the catering, yeah. bro." Yeah. It's like, all right. Um, which might be true for all I know, but it just seems like a silly thing when every other team was fine with it. And then they just somehow spend more money, but, um, but yeah, so where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So I started watching F1 or did you ask me a question and am I just dumb? Um, I just kind of like the journey that led you to IndyCar. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I started watching F1 and then kind of just enjoying the idea of motorsports in general. Um so this year I was like, okay, I'm going to like expand the net now and see what else I enjoy. So I I actually was only going to do rally car driving in addition because mm-hmm. that was like mega popular in like the 80s and stuff and there was like a golden era where like Rally drivers were like household names, which is weird to think about now because I don't know anybody who watches rally. It's, it's like so anymore. niche now, but it is cool. And it is cool, and I have been enjoying that too. It's a lot to watch because they have like twenty three sessions uh, across a weekend, so it's like just constantly on. So a lot of it's just watching highlights or trying to catch a session here and there. Um, so that was cool. And then I heard that the first race of the season for IndyCar was just like a really interesting watch. And then, so I started to do a little bit of like cursory research on what the heck IndyCar was. Like I, I went on a family vacation. We went to the Indy Speedway when I was like five. I like barely remember it or anything about it. But I guess IndyCar used to be super pop, like way more popular than it is now Mm -hmm. before as well. Like, um, so then I was like, "What the heck? I'll just I'll just give it a try and watch the race." And it was really good. And it's like it's it's kind of like F one, and I know it's like it's they're not really all that comparable, but um, they don't just drive on ovals. And even that, I'm starting to kind of come around on. I never got the NASCAR thing. Yeah, and that, I think that was the biggest roadblock to me liking motorsports at all, is because I was just like, "What you mean NASCAR?" And I was just like, "And NASCAR, at least the coverage of NASCAR is kind of cancerous <laughs> right now." Yeah, 
because all they talk about is the crashes, and it's just like, why don't you talk about the interesting thing, which is the actual racing? I thought um, I the oval racing is like it's actually like the ultimate example of like Don and Kruger, right? Because like I thought the same for like for literally forever. I thought it was like lame as fuck. Oh, going in circles, but like the instant you even learn a little bit about it, or or like like kind of the dynamics of how it actually works, or like watch it happen and like critically watch and not just see cars going around in a circle. Uh, there is actually a lot going on. Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's crazy. Really cool. It's like, and the crazy thing, especially like, and the the reason I kind of bring that up is because IndyCar also races on ovals, but they also race on road tracks. Yeah. And uh, street circuits too, like F1 does. Well, F1 doesn't do ovals, but they do the other two. Um, and those are always really interesting because there's always like these, each track has its own like flavor. Like the, it's like down to like what kind of surface they use on the tarmac and all that kind of stuff, which affects how tires are running and everything. So, uh, when I, I actually thought IndyCar was only on ovals, and that's initially why I probably didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, they're on a street circuit. That's their first race. So, um, yeah, it's it's super interesting. It's it's different. I don't want to say something stupid like it's like more pure than F one is, but it's like more old school, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so here's just a little lesson for anybody who might be interested i promise i won't go on too long everybody has the same car chassis like the actual body of the car in indycar f1 each team has to design their own so there's like all this like uh politicking with the wind tunnel time and like how much you spend on like actually developing the car in the year that you're using it and then how much you push off to the next year and like all there's all this other super interesting kind of stuff going on in the background Mm -hmm. indycar there's one company that designs the car for the year or the chassis Delara, I think it's called. I don't know anything about them, but uh, you can pick from two engines. There's a Honda engine and a Chevrolet engine. So it's, it's. I think it's skewed towards Honda right now, but I think there are some teams that are heavily into the the Chevy engine. So it's ba- they're basically all driving roughly the same car with like some minor differences. So in F1, um, you still have to be a f- like god tier driver to be an f1 like you you can't drive something that fast and not be like the best in the world Mm -hmm. which is why it's so big but um you can be i guess i don't have any statistics to back this up but i think you can be like a more still above average for f1 driver but if you're in a super good car you're still gonna just crush it yeah is that fair to say that's pretty true yeah so in IndyCar, you don't really have that option because there's no like you're not developing your own car. You just this is the car, hop in it and then drive. So it's like more like about the drivers and how they can actually how well they can actually race, which I find interesting. Um, circling back to NASCAR, uh, tangentially related because it's an oval race. Um, the interesting thing about like the oval racing is like one tiny miscalculation can cost you a fraction of a second, which might mean that you don't get the title. Like it's like it's like 500 laps, and you have to constantly be at 100% laser focused. Yeah. To not crash, because if you like bump the wall, you could spin out and then you're out of the race. <laughs> yeah. And, or you know, like you you pulled out of someone's slipstream too early. And then you didn't make the pass happen. And then you might not get another opportunity to do that for like another 15 laps or something. So you're constant. It's like 
Is it considered an endurance race? It must be. Um, like a yeah a NASCAR race. It's not like Le Mans where it's like twenty four hours or anything, but it's like no, they're, they're long they're races. Marathons, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if there's like a a dedicated term for it, but it it is somewhere between like F one and Indy and like some crazy like eight or twelve hour shit. Um, they take a long time. You lose like five pounds of water weight, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so like IndyCar is just cool. I like the premise. The premise not really a premise like i like the idea of it a lot i'm excited to watch more after the freaking month-long break <laughs> that just Thanks seems like car scheduling such uh, like <laughs> such bad event planning that seems <laughs> so i don't know why you would do that and it's not like there's a lack of tracks in the u.s they're everywhere yeah and they don't even go to like all of them it's like they're the ones they're who set the schedule one next year, do you know did like did one of them have to get canceled or something? Or no, I guess it was the sa- it was the same way last year, where it was like there was just a month after the first race. It's like why? Well, I, I think for the U.S., when they start the season, it's still winter in a lot of places, like up north. Like they couldn't do Road America now, which is in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, because it's just the conditions are not. It's like probably still snowy. <laughs> yeah, so they can't do that. So a lot of the northern tracks are like out of commission for the early part of the season. But surely there's tracks in the south that could be used to fill in the gaps. I don't know if there's like licensing things or other like issues with that or like different competing franchises don't want to lend tracks to other people or what's going on there. Um but yeah. Uh also related you and I are going to Road America. Hell yeah. This summer, which should be sick. That's we'll report in, back after that. When is that? June? June 18th is the June Grand Prix. June 18th. Hell yeah. That's super hot. I'm really excited for that. So that should be pretty hype. See your boy, Romain Grosjean. <laughs> Romain Grosjean? Or Marcus Erickson. Fucking French people. Former do. F1 drivers. What team is Roman on? Do you know? Uh, he's on Andretti Racing. Oh, I uh, shit! I I knew that. Sick. Yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be cool. Fun little road trip. Not too far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a good little trip. Sick, sick. Sam, I take it by your silence. You're just enthralled by the conversation, and you're just you just are dumbstruck by how cool motorsport is and how much you want to get into it now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Did you say something? Nope, never mind. It's You're all good. What's next on the topic list? Are you going to tell us how you got into F1? F1? Oh, I see. You're being a little... You're being a shitter. (laughs) I see. Damn. (laughs) They don't call me (laughs) Sam the shitter for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else we got? That's Um, my IndyCar spiel. If you didn't fast forward through that part, I'm sorry. If you did, you saved yourself some time. I'm just gonna pick a random uh, one. Sam, huh? Why does every single person in Superior look sick, dude? Okay, so Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, yes, I was at the Walmart. The old there hometown. Over the weekend. <laughs> well, the Walmart. Well, I guess no. <laughs> it is the Walmart of towns. It was like Walmart at 2 p.m. on a Sunday, and uh, dude, everybody looked legitimately like noticeably sick. Like pale, huge bags under their eyes. 
there's kind of a collective wheeze through the store. I did not see one healthy, like vibrant person. Even the children. You and said I'm it was on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, they were all hungover. For well, sure. I, I know that they're all hungover, but like you can still have a pep in your step, hungover. You survived mm-hmm. another night of killing your liver. So yeah, I was but if you do that every weekend for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering, uh, Corey, because are you okay if I say that you still live around that area? Yeah, no, I, I live in Superior. Okay. For are now, okay? <laughs> am I? What? Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, I What's believe so. What's going on with your town? What's going on with your um, town? I don't know. I don't. Li- I just work in my house. I only leave to buy groceries. Uh, I don't go to the poor person grocery store anymore, so I don't know uh, how sick uh, <laughs> the average public is looking these days. I love the idea of Walmart being like the poor person grocery <laughs> store. You just where do you? Oh, I guess you get it all from Whole Foods. Uh, like air shipped to you? That's Got not a connect. real Whole Foods. Pro tip. Oh, at the one in Duluth. Yeah, that's like a local, a locally owned co-op called Whole Foods. It's not a Whole Foods. Oh, it's not a Whole Foods. True. It's not a Whole Foods. It's co-op. not a Whole Foods. Asshole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Just to spell it out. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I did not know that. I feel like um. There's like a, I don't know what happens when you cross the bridge, and I'm not shitting on Superior, intentionally. Better not be. <laughs> I've lived here a long be time now. There's like something that happens when you cross the bridge where like, the Midwest archetype of like what people look like who live in Wisconsin, it manifests suddenly. Even though you only went like, two and a half miles. Like <laughs> over over a river or over, <laughs> over like a port. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, the whole demo changes. (laughs) That's like that all along the border. Like, if you... Yeah. Like, when my parents lived in southern, more southern Wisconsin, not, like, southern Wisconsin, but they lived closer to the cities on the Wisconsin side. As soon as you cross over to, like, um, uh, what is it? Hudson. Like, right across the border from Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. It it is like instantaneous. All if you go all the way down, like it's like noticeably different. The people carry themselves differently, they act differently, they look differently. Like to be clear, I don't think of myself as like the picture of fitness and health. I, I'm very self aware about that. But it was like jarring. Like you think I'm doing a bit, but like I was legitimately worried about the people, like the population. <laughs> the refinery went up, and then everybody's <laughs> got cancer now. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, everybody looked like they could walk right into my job. And need an IV like right away, and yeah, absolutely. Alcohol consumption is probably a huge part of that. But even the kids, man, looked like little. Like, also, alcohol behind. consumption. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something in the water. Like people move here, and then they buy it's alcohol. They buy Fox Racing snowmobile <laughs> jackets, and they sit on their porch and smoke for 11 hours straight every day. Did I ever like? Uh, I think I might have on an early episode. And Cookie ever... Monster sweatpants. That's the, the well. That's what I was gonna say. The, the <laughs> archetype, sweatpants the I- archetypal. <laughs> Uh, superior person. I'll describe for non-superior. Yeah. Superiorites. Superiorians. Superior Aryans. Uh, a Whole Foods. <laughs> a Whole Foods. Uh, is Fox Racing jacket, like you said. Now it could be a like a Sesame Street themed, um, pajama pants or NASCAR, also acceptable. Dirty white old dad shoe style sneakers. Oh yeah, New Balance. Oh, a noticeable, a noticeable bulge on the the coat from the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, and then a a gray, and not gray because it is gray, 
t-shirt it's gray because it's just been washed so many times yes yeah. <laughs> restained yeah, yeah, yeah. probably uh always looking lost like you don't know where you are in the town that you live in that's the facial expression uh unkempt hair what else am i missing oh riding on a bicycle while smoking as well as another staple uh i think that's that's about it it's been a while. I've I have to update. It might the style might have changed. The zeitgeist of superior fashion. So you would know better than a I. Bass Pro Shop still about... hat seems to be. Oh yeah, Bass Pro oh, Shop yeah. hat or some random garage company, like Philip sixty six or something else like that. Honest Al's auto repair. In a nineteen eighty three, uh, Silverado fifteen hundred. Oh uh, yeah, dude, that was making the other a thing. horrible noise. Yeah, going. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Every vehicle in that parking lot looked like blown it had hit at least twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. car. They stop the car and it keeps rocking forwards yeah. and backwards because the shocks are destroyed. Uh, yeah. And it That's leaves a it leaves you. a uh, Palestine, Ohio behind everywhere when when you turn it on. <laughs> yes, indeed. Actually, you know what's crazy? I grew up in Superior. Yep, and there's trains everywhere. It's a it's a train the town. Fucking basically. train. Yeah, they drive so slow. They go like literally like 15 miles an hour. Um, and they've got seven million here, cars attached. Yeah. Yes, down here they're going like 70. They're like flying. <laughs> it's actually shocking having grown up in Superior and then being down here and just seeing that a train can go that fast. You have no idea if you if all you knew was superior and you didn't have access to like the internet or yeah. movies of trains. You would <laughs> be anything. shocked to hear that people tried to kill themselves by going in front of train. You'd be like, how? Like, you'd be like, <laughs> it, it would just push you over. Like, <laughs> what's the problem? But yeah, good old Soup Town. Old Soup Town. Yeah, everybody's sick from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> all right, what else we got? We we want to hit the music here. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, for sure. 45-ish minutes in, 43-ish oh, minutes. Is it? Oh, damn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sam, why don't you take us through uh, what we listen to? All right, so we listened to AFI or A Fire Inside, and we listened to Sing the Sorrow, which was their breakthrough album in 2003. They had a huge underground following prior to that, but this was really when they quote-unquote sold out and got a big-time music producer, uh, and made an album for the masses. It was definitely the first exposure that I had to them. I won't try to pretend otherwise, although I did grow to eventually like the earlier stuff a lot more. Um, the way I found out about them was I was listening to John Rubin in a youth group basement, and there was this, I mean, at the time, I thought he was the coolest kid ever. Looking back, he was probably a little pretentious, but at the time, he was just like the, you know, the kid that ran youth group. You know what I'm talking about? Did your youth group have that? Yeah. Like the chat. Oh, yeah. The youth guy, the like chain wallet. And he like probably had a girlfriend. He was like the first one of us to have one. He was like, Hey kid, let me take you under your wing. He was like 16, but somehow he felt 30. Um, and he was a big music head and he like, he came over. He's like, you really listening to this stuff? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I love the Christian hip hop, whatever. He's like, nah, he's like, well, let me turn you on to this. And he put on uh, AFI, and he was going on and on about uh, Davey Havoc, the lead singer's range, and how amazing it was. And uh, 
I don't know if it was like because the cool kid had noticed me and shown this to me or what, but I did instantly fall in love with the band uh, right away. Clicked with me in the same way that like Blink-182 did the first time that I heard them. And it hit uh, a real big switch up. So like Blink-182 had opened me up to secular music. Uh, I liked like, you know, um, uh, gorillas, stuff like that. AFI was absolutely how I took my nosedive into like the emo punk rock like mm-hmm. scene. So like then I was listening to like MXPX or uh, or London Calling, all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> and it all started with this. And uh, I'm very. <laughs> this is kind of like when you guys talk about dream theater and stuff. When like you're like, I love this, but I absolutely could see why most people would not love this. This is absolutely that band for me. Um, I'm very curious to see if you guys could even tolerate it or what you thought of it. Um, and then I'll get into what I thought of it when I uh, actually, you know what? I'll spoil my original thoughts when I listened to this album today on the way home from work so that I could talk about it fresh in my mind. Uh, I was like, man, these guys really wrote the same song 17 times and called it an album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that was my initial thought, but I'm very, I can't wait to hear what you guys thought of it. I think that's like, that's just a punk thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, so I never really listened to AFI like at all. I I mean, I've heard like a couple of like the, like the big singles that like got tons of radio and stuff. Um, but this was like, I, I mean, for sure my first time listening to a full album all the way through. Uh, I liked it a lot actually. Um, awesome. there's a section in like the middle, um, of the album where like, it's like six bangers in a row or something. It's just like, doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, right around Death of Seasons, I bet is right around where. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um, I remember Dancing Through Sunday. I really liked. Yep. Uh, th- if that's the one with the group vocal chorus thing, I like that a lot. That was cool. Um, I don't remember Girls Night Gray. I have to check it out again. Uh, Death of Seasons, I did really like. Great Disappointment, I really liked. And uh, obviously, going way back earlier in the album, but the Leaving song <laughs> is like. Yeah. That's like the the banger, the one that I already heard before this, but. That's a sick song. I really like that song. Uh, I liked it a lot. I'm actually going to check out more AFI stuff. I don't know. Unless you tell me right now that it's like <laughs> that they peaked or no, something. But No, they. what's really cool about AFI is that they had a real evolution. They start as like a punk band, like garage punk. Like if you go back to their earlier stuff, very fashionable of you, which is like I think their first album that you can still access. Mm-hmm. They're like punk, like like football players suck kind of punk. Yeah, and okay. uh, they nice. evolved. They evolved crazily through the years until they like found their hardcore emo. I, it's hardcore. I I mean they definitely have some hardcore elements. Uh, but what you'll find is really interesting through their evolutions is that they were always really good at that. I mean, if you like their melodic courses. So like as I was listening to this album on the way home today, it was funny because this to this day, the way they write their songs is the way I think songs should be written. And, like, when I try to listen to new music and it doesn't follow the structure that, like, they do, I get annoyed. Yeah. Like, why are you not trying – every verse, every hook, everything, why are you not putting, like, an earworm in my head? Like, why are you not making every second as catchy as you possibly can? <laughs> and AFI, like, excels at that. Um, They are great at, like, the whoa! Like, they'll do that in every, and, um, every album. And I think everything up to Sing the Sorrow, you're good. You're going to find something to like in every album. Uh, the Art of Drowning is my personal favorite from them. Um, if you liked this, you'll definitely check out that album. 
from there, December Underground, which I think is the one that came out immediately after that, was like, in my opinion, their last really good album. Okay. Um, the that is until I mean their last one. Uh, their very last album that I put out, I think it was called. It's like called Bodies or something. Like I think that. we talked about it on the Megasode. Bodies. Correctly. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's a really good album too. You can probably skip everything from December Underground to Bodies and be okay. <laughs> okay. But Bodies, uh, funny enough, has one of my favorite AFI songs of all time. And I'll share it in the chat after this so that y'all can hear it because it's very good. Tom, what did you think of the album? I was surprised to report that I liked it. I knew some people who liked AFI, and I didn't like them. So (laughs) by extension, (laughs) I didn't really – I think it's just one of those learned things in like when you're high school age where you're just like – that's what I've been trying to undo lately is a lot of that like pre pre-held conceptions about what's good and what's not good that I had just as like layovers from either my parents, my upbringing or like high school and all that kind of stuff. Like this thinking something suck without something sucks without having any experience with it. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I thought AFI was like, okay, this is going to be garbage. I'm not going to like this at all. <laughs> and I'm happy to report I actually really liked this album a lot and it's definitely something I would have listened to and loved in high school. So it's even more baffling. So because it's like I guess this this hit before I was in high school. 2003 was it? So that was I was in 3rd grade. So this was yeah. not going to be Yeah, I don't I don't see any 3rd graders bumping this. That would be pretty tough. That'd be a hard sell. So it, it makes sense why I kind of missed the boat on this. I think I I don't remember what album it is by them. I remember the album cover because I remember seeing it around. I think it was December Underground because I th- remember the rabbits. I think that has Miss Murder yeah. on it. And that was like, that's probably their biggest song of all yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure at that point, yeah. everybody heard of AFI for at least like a month. Yeah, I remember seeing posters and stuff for this. And this would have come out right as I was going into like seventh grade or something. So that's about the time I was starting to actually get interested in music. So that kind of, that timeline makes sense. But uh, I was, yeah, I listened to it today. I was grinding some races on Gran Turismo. <laughs> Hell and yeah. I just, I was blasting this hey, in the wh- background. Whatever it was got awesome. you into uh, Formula Racing? Well, Sam, it's funny that you ask. Uh, No, but it was awesome. I felt like I was playing Burnout again for the first time. Yeah. Like, like this sounds like a Burnout band. It does, And they probably were on a Burnout soundtrack. I'm sure they were at some point. Um, And I mean that in the best way possible. The Burnout 3 takedown soundtrack is, I legitimately, is one of the best soundtracks, in my opinion, of all time. It has so many good songs on it. And this would fit perfectly in with that. Many songs from this uh album the first couple i was like okay this is i don't know which track because i wasn't paying attention to the track list when i was playing but i was listening um it really let's see was it bleed black or the leaving song part two the leaving song part two is usually the one that hooks people yeah because it just like came in really hard and it was like a classic kind of like not pop punk but like in of that same ilk yeah vibe Mm mm-hmm and then after that, I was just like, oh, oh, this is actually, I can dig this. I could listen to this. And yeah, it was, it carried through for pretty much the entire album. I think there was only like one slow song, which I didn't, I mean, it, it was hard to focus over the engine noises on the slow song, but. Uh, <laughs> That's the original leaving song. Walked away, heard them say, 
Poison hearts will never change. You best believe I've cried in the closet to that song a few times. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'll add that to my bucket list for when my wife inevitably leaves me. Um. No, but it, yeah, it's uh, it keeps the energy going. Um, like you said, super catchy songs. Uh, very high energy. Yeah, I really liked it. Awesome. Uh, I'm super psyched about that. I'm glad you guys liked it because I still loved it. It play it plays like an album that had a really good producer on it. <laughs> now that oh, like yeah, with, with that backstory, yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. Butch Vig was the producer on it. He was the drummer from Garbage, I believe. Interesting. He produced a number of albums, Foo Fighters, uh Garbage. Uh Oh, he produced Garbage. Haha, <laughs> very funny, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> here, let's see. I got the list here. What else did he do? Hit me up. Were they signed to a- Killdozer? Were they, were they signed to like Island Ro- Records? It was like a big record label when they Geffen, I think maybe. Or let me see. Oh, Dreamworks, yeah, yeah. Dreamworks Pictures. Dreamworks Records. Oh, Jimmy World, Chase This Light, they produced Against Me, Green Day. 21st Century Breakdown. The Foo Fighters' greatest hits they produce. Wow, cool. Uh, I haven't heard a lot of the... Uh, Silver Sun Spun Pickups is actually a new one. That's interesting. Yeah, so this guy's been around, and he's been producing for a while, it looks like. Madison, Wisconsin. No kidding. Oh, hell yeah. Small world. Truly everything great comes from Wisconsin. Culver's, Topper's Pizza, um, Quick Trip, Grain Belt. Oh no, it's uh, Minnesota. Fuck. Um, all the other beers. All the other. <laughs> I, I actually picked the well, only. You picked the one beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. Uh, fuck me. It's like hams and Grain Belt are yeah, the only true. ones from Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the garbage. Drummer. I'm revoking. I'm, I'm gonna come and like put a stamp on your, or I'm gonna punch a hole. Like a voided <laughs> hole in your uh, driver's license. That's next fine. Time I see you. They should actually. That should be required on the DMV test. Is like N- name, name a beer. Five Wisconsin beers. Oh, you like you like Wisconsin? Name every beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spotted cow. That's it. All right, full credit. But yeah, I I don't have too much more to say about. The, the album outside of I was surprised to report that I enjoyed it. Misconceptions or preconceptions unconcepted. I'm super hyped that y'all liked it. I didn't have um, preconceptions, honestly. I just knew, I knew like what kind of music they had. I didn't really know anybody. Nobody had ever tried to evangelize and I didn't have like a stereotype of like what I thought AFI was like. I, so I, I, I think I went in pretty like without much going on already i i liked it a lot there were songs that i like didn't care about but they were not like nothing was bad um there were ones that i was like okay um but like there were some real bangers i do want to say that the opening track like one thing afi could do better than just about anybody was an opening track and i think that it does such a good job of like setting the stage uh it's it's called miseria centaur i don't know how Mm -hmm. you pronounce it officially the beginning and like every time i listen to a, a for most albums, like through at least December Underground, when you'd listen to the the first track, you'd feel like you were getting like initiated in, 
to like a club. That was honestly how it felt. It was like you were being welcomed into something. But I, I laughed in modern times, like with my modern mindset, laughing about like, I always think lyrics aimed at teenagers are funny in hindsight when it's like, love, your hate, <laughs> <laughs> your faith lost, you have become one of us. And it's just funny how like deliberate it is and like, <laughs> it, it falls into something that we were talking about the other day on chat, and I don't think we brought it into uh, the talk shop. It's never occurred to me that, like, you know when you go to, a, like, a football game or any kind of professional thing where, like, the leader's pumping everybody up with, like, a, let's get them, let's get them, let's play our best, yeah. and, like, everybody really buys into it? It never occurred to me that that, like, that works for some people. Like, that actually gets some people motivated. And I don't know if that's just a... a, a Sam has autism joke or what, but it's just like whenever I'm doing like when I go to like, let's say I was going to play baseball. Like I would know, okay, yeah, I'm going to play my best. Like a pep I don't need talk. somebody. Yeah. yeah. I don't need like somebody running around being like, let's do our best. Yeah. yeah I'm there. I, of course I'm going to. <laughs> I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm super cynical. I, I would for sure be sitting there like looking around, like, is this doing anything for anyone? <laughs> yeah. When I went and watched the Vikings play, they do like that same high school. Like I was really, I don't know why, but I was really surprised. They do all that stuff where like they do little chants on the field and like put their hands in like the go team thing that you see like elementary basketball teams do. Yeah. Team spirit and, on three. Yeah. And I just like, who's like, does, is there any, I, I really do want to hear from you. Oh, if I, you happen to have access to it. Super quick. That reminds me. Yeah. Um, the NFLPA, uh, the, the players union. Um, released a report card for all the NFL teams that had information about like what it's like to work for them, like their facilities and uh, uh, like the gym and food and nutrition and trainers and whatever, like workout equipment, that kind of stuff. Um, there was more than one NFL team that made their players pay for food <laughs> while they were like, like they're doing training and stuff. And there was one there was one I want you to imagine this, okay? <laughs> there was one NFL team that made their players pay for access to the gym. What? <laughs> what the heck? What team was that? I, I think it was the Cardinals. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, gym membership's not you, free, buddy. I want you to imagine your your job is employing full time athletes whose job it is to get into basically get in a wrestling match like every forty seconds, <laughs> and you're charging them money to work out. That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. They got you coming and going. How much are you? <laughs> how much money are you actually making doing that? That's unbelievable, dude. It's just like an anytime fitness. <laughs> yeah, it's a twenty bucks a month. Here's your fob. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. AFI. A fire inside. They're good. Flame inside. What would you inside? uh? What'd you rate it now? And what would you have rated it when you were? I I think for this one, let's say sixth grade. When I was in sixth grade, I was. I think that would have hit really hard for me in sixth grade because I was listening to like, I was on like the Reliant K and the. Yeah, that was um, when I was introduced to it. it. Was on that same path line. Yeah, that same path and line. the what was the other band? It's like Switchfoot, like that kind of stuff. It's a kind. Of, it's yeah. a little bit of a reach from there, but it's not far. I think I would have been into it. I I probably would have given it like a four then. What um, would you give it now? Now I'd give it a two. Oh wow! Okay, I liked it. I expected higher, but okay. Yeah, 
So in sixth grade, that would have definitely been like Black Parade era, which was like when I was first starting to listen to like modern secular music. Uh, I, yeah, I probably would have really dug it. I probably would give it a like a four or maybe even a five. I don't know. It's hard to say. I definitely would have been listening to it heavily. I can say that for sure. Um, today I'd probably give it a, I'll give it a solid three. Um, I remember the track, which hooked me, and it was "Bleed Black." Oh, really? That was one that got you, huh? Yeah, I think so. Something about it. I just it, it was just it's it was like nostalgic, even though I had never heard it before. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's an unusual choice for for a really good like call out on the album, but I don't disagree. But yeah. Rock solid. Rock solid three. <laughs> when I was a, a kid, I would have given it a five. Easy five. Uh, after listening to today, I, I had a three written down for it, too. Yeah. Positive not, marks all around. Not a lame two like Corey gave it. <laughs> what, a, what a loser. <laughs> Can't even appreciate good music. Can't appreciate art and pain. Yeah, go uh, listen to it. It really holds up. That's one thing I will say. It really does hold up. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, that is true. It doesn't sound like whiny early two thousands like emo, like whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't play like that now, which a lot of stuff from then does. Yeah, and That's I will true. say also, I'll add this is a bummer thing to report. I finally saw them live last year. Easily the most disappointing live show I think I've ever been to. Ooh, Damn. and not That's because of their talent. They play incredibly well, and he sounds just like he sounds on the album. But uh, they didn't play, like, any song with a BPM over, like, 30. They had the – I'm not kidding. They might have the worst uh, the worst opening band I've ever seen, and that's including the one that you and me saw, Corey. Macabre? Worse than Macabre? Yeah. It, it, they're t- they're either tied or even worse than Macabre. Oh, these two my dudes God. Okay. Who were European, like, from deep Europe, like, South Europe, <laughs> uh, who barely spoke English, and I – Genuinely wish I could have recorded it just so I could share with you the experience. It was they had one synthesizer and a guitar, and every oh my god, every song there was like a steam that came out, and they go das experience or something like that. <laughs> okay, and you hold down one note on the on the synth, and then of course it had like the echo effect on their voice, and they'd be like Udastato. And then, like, and every song was, like, eight minutes long. And they played a full set. And I remember, like, everybody in the crowd was miserable. And I leaned over to uh, – I was there with the trash man. And uh, I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, we're getting pranked right now. And the guy in front of me turned around and was just laughing his ass off. He's like, yeah, what the hell is <laughs> I'm going to see if I could find hilarious. the band, uh, remember what they were called, and find them on Spotify for that to you, too. Um, because, oh my god it was so bad and then they played all of their slowest songs and I don't know if it's because like Davey's voice was hurting or something like that but it was like the like uh, Trash Man and I had looked up the set list and it had every banger like I was so hyped for the show because I'd been waiting like a long time to see them Yeah. and they didn't play any of that they played like their alternative set and man was it just a downer it was a huge bummer but they sound very good that is um, a bummer yeah They. I would probably never go see them again Unfortunately, they probably <laughs> still love their music, but man, I can't imagine having the catalog that they have and choosing to play the songs that they did. <laughs> like, I don't know what the thought process was there. That sucks. 
I guess we could talk a little bit about concerts. What is the most disappointing? Is that that is the most disappointing concert you've been to, Sam? Yeah, I mean, by far not the worst concert. There's a difference there, right? It's not the worst concert I've ever been to, but it was from excitement to reality to come down. That was probably the biggest difference. Like, I was very bummed out about that show. The most disappointing. Um, Trivium was really bad. Oh, yeah. The show. I've never been to a show overall that was disappointing. I've been to shows that, like, were, like, a band didn't play well. But it was never a band that I cared a lot about seeing, so I... Uh, not, it was never too sour, but um, Trivium, <laughs> they just play, they just straight up like weren't playing their instruments well. Like I, I don't, I'm not trying and to, they, I don't don't know how else to say it. And they didn't play anything from Shogun, <laughs> yeah, which is their best album. It's been downhill since that album came out. And they, I, I guess they must have just been playing new stuff. But I don't listen to their new stuff because it's like radio rock tier most of it anyway. Um. Yeah, that that was a kind of a bummer. I was hyped to see them because it was Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. That's like the stacked lineup. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they didn't play. Uh, was it Blood Rains Down from the Sky? No, nope. the yeah, the um, I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, they didn't play that. They didn't. Yeah, yeah very yeah. disappointing. Missed opportunity. Lamb of God though was very good. They were sick. Megadeth was sick. Um, overall excellent show trivium not so good yeah trivium was bad um, i saw i don't remember what show this was at i saw fit for a king which is like a like kind of metalcore hardcore metal kind of band um they're big they're very popular uh and they were bad ooh. i i felt i i unironically i felt bad for their drummer because he just couldn't do any of the double bass stuff and he wasn't half timing any of it because he like was struggling he just kept trying every time and backing out of every part like a third of the way through it was so brutal it was so bad dude like uh, everybody noticed it was so bad um that was a rough one uh i yeah i get i I guess i'm lucky i've 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 been doing like a decent amount of shows not like a fuck ton of them but um i've never seen it i've never gone to see a band that i really liked and cared about seeing and then that was the band that sucked uh i have Finally, I'm gonna to get to see Between the Barrett and Me. I got tickets for July. Uh, hopefully, I don't eat those words, and they're good live. But uh, is that in uh, Twin Cities? That's at Skyway. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very nice. Hey, we're seeing Snarky Puppy next week. Oh hell yeah! That's be sick, dude. I'll actually be. I almost even want to say it out loud. I, I'd be crushed if they weren't good live. <laughs> that would be. I mean, their it feels, it seems, best it, album is a yeah, live. It album. seems impossible that they wouldn't be, but like, I it would be so sad. Like they all got like food poisoning minutes before the show starts or something. <laughs> they have like no monitors. It's like I don't know. It's like something. <laughs> there's some kind of it's disaster. At, I'm trying to. I think it's at the palace. I think. Which I uh, we saw. Did we see Ghost there? Um, yep. dude, I've been to we like seen... State Theater, Empire Theater, Palace. The- I don't. I'm remember. pretty sure we saw Ghost at the Palace. We saw somebody at the Palace, and I don't know yeah. who we would have all seen. I think it was Ghost. Ghost. I think that was when Becca came along that one time. Or Becca should I not have said the show. name? No, that's okay. My wife never came to a Ghost show. She figured she out did. that they were a devil band first. No, I promise <laughs> she didn't. She was going to, and she back. She literally like committed to it, and then I played uh, Year Zero for her, and she figured out what they were about and backed out of the show. 
Am I having like a stroke? I could have sworn. I, prom- I promise she was never at one. Oh, I might be thinking the trash man. And... You are. She, his okay. wife came to one for sure. Yeah. That was the one that, that uh, my wife was going to come to, too. At the palace. Yeah. Or probably. one of those. Yes. Theaters. And it is the palace. I'm looking at the That I'm hyped. That's a week from today. That's going to be sick. Palace is a good <laughs> venue. That'll be fun. On a Wednesday. Thanks. Thanks. There's schedulers. a lot of that happening. There's a lot of bands like playing on Wednesdays and stuff. I mean, they're on a it's tour. So like somebody's, most people are going to get the shit end of the stick, right? <laughs> on a weekday. <Yeah. laughs> I feel like so usually I have pretty good luck. Because, um, like, I, I don't know. Like, when I go see a band, usually they're, it's not like some local band. Um, it's somebody on tour. And I feel like I, I usually get pretty lucky with, like, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows. Not this time. Yeah. Feels bad. Rip. But yeah, that should be pretty sick. Um, I'm trying to think of the. I've, Speaking of live shows, you know who I have to give a shout out to. This is going to be unexpected. All Ooh. right. Um, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Did you see Taylor uh, Swift live? What's called? It's what's called the Eras Tour, and I don't know about the quality of her singing or anything like that, but I do know that right now she is touring America, doing a three-hour show every night, featuring forty-four songs. Holy, Holy shit! Mother of God. And she's dancing and doing costume changes and stuff through the entire thing. Now I'm not like uh, I I I don't know much about her music. I like the song Blank Slate, and I don't I, I think that it's pretty cool that she writes a lot of her own songs reportedly. But I will say, no matter how you feel about her, that's impressive. That's pretty. That's, that's like, wild. Yeah. That's a dedication to the craft, man. Like if you're gonna do that every night, forty four songs. Yeah, I thought. I mean, nuts. I thought the Killers show was stacked because it's like two yeah. hours each time we saw them, and he's like on on the entire time. It's like, how do you do that? But three, oh, that's yeah. There's like different I don't even tiers. Want to think about it. like you can go see a band. You can go see like an like an evening with style show and see like a two and a half hour set and like that's crazy. Uh, and then you get like the killers thing, right? Where like it's one thing to play a, a two and a half hour set, but then to like front uh, front man the whole time is like another tier, yeah. right? Um, that was a great show. But then was, yeah. do the ta- like the that t- the Taylor Swift thing like that kind of performance like doing crazy stage stuff and dancing and the costumes like that's actually wild. Yeah, that's intense and like uh, it's getting really good reviews, so I would assume that it's good. But I as soon as I saw that, I was pretty impressed. That's just an insane feat to pull off and to be entertaining. Like anybody, everybody. I was just thinking about this when I saw that. Like, I don't care what job you do, you have days where you don't feel like doing it. Oh yeah, you're sluggish, you wake right? up and you're like, "Fuck me." Yeah. Yeah. How would you like <laughs> to be the third to last stop on that tour? Oh god. He's probably gonna be like doing it from a hospital bed. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, you know who else doesn't get to do that? Is like heart surgeons. <laughs> you don't get to wake up as a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon or whatever and be like, "Ugh, not well, this." Well, you again go today. in for heart surgery. You don't know what kind of day your doctor's having <laughs> yeah like did they get a got bad call from home or whatever yeah. or like yeah but i mean on that same was their end, kids like, sick this week imagine. or something yeah i feel like that's a monkey paw wish like i would wish to be a famous performer like i've always wanted and the, the finger would curl up and i would have to do a three hour 44 song <laughs> set every single night you'd be on one of those of um like <laughs> like guns and roses like three year long tours and on top of that, I'll say this: I didn't know that like Taylor Swift had forty-four like bangers to unleash. Well, isn't she like? I don't know if I know all the details, but I I was under the impression that there was some kind of falling out with the record producer or something, or they were trying to 
Or they they own the rights to. Is this the all part the of the podcast where we all come out as like huge Taylor Swift fans? Who well, know I, I, this was, a, <laughs> this was another one the of those. I don't know, but I've heard that two months. This is ago, deeper, right? deeper into the lore, <laughs> like respectable type things yeah. that I appreciated. Yeah. Like I don't, I also do not care for Taylor Swift's music. I find it kind of grating, and I heard so much of it. Uh, my sister really liked Taylor Swift, um, but apparently she like is re-recording all of her old albums. On her own label or something like that, oh, that's so like she the can Giga own Chad the music move. again. That's sick because she lost them to the whatever record company she was with. So that's like okay, that's that's pretty cool. That is cool. I like. like that. I appreciate that because it is it's BS. I mean, this is the whole thing that Prince pointed out. Is like he wrote all the music, did everything, and then they they're just like, no, you don't own it. It's ours. Tee hee. No. Can you, like the art. Can you just he rewrite the... the exact same album and get away with that? I that's that the, like see, this is why the details workaround. I'm not sure about, but it was something like that. I mean, she was I, I guess would be the IP holder. She's the one who wrote it, right? So I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't have a a, a law degree in it any must way, have, shape, or form. The only th- way I can see that working is if the wording of the contract was like, "We own these recordings." Yeah. And then so okay, well then. Or I don't know, is it so fickle you can change one note and it's technically a new song, or make it a little longer, or like expand it or riff on it a bit more? Is it like that? Yeah. But that can't be the case, because then like, cause, uh, when you use samples in like hip hop songs, wait, I'm sorry, after you. I was peeing. I think I actually do know how this works. I remember this from something oh, okay. else. Um, I think the way Corey's uh, a Taylor Swift fan true. too. Confirmed. I don't know about the Taylor Swift situation. I know. Uh, I I believe the way it works is if you. If she wrote the songs, if she's the actual credited writer of the songs, um, the like the the label owns like distribution rights and stuff for that song that she recorded. But because it's her song, she can re-record it. Like she could record it live or like do whatever in a studio, whatever. And that's the same song because it's her song, but it's like a different work, and she owns the distribution rights now for that work. Okay, if that, that makes, makes more sense. sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's a fun little workaround. I'm Copyright sure law. artist on the planet doesn't do that and cash in twice on the uh, big. <laughs> I'm not a Is lawyer. Is that why greatest hits albums work? Um, I'm not a lawyer, so I, I, but I, I, I think that the big distinction there is like that only works if you are like the writer of that song, like if you're like the yeah. sole credited because like usually, um, especially for like music on that tier, there's like fucking like 13 engineers and five producers and you know whatever. Um, and all yeah. those people are the like, label. <laughs> and the, the like, a producer can walk in and be like, "Hey, I, I'm going to add a wood block to this uh, <laughs> and song," credit, and then yeah. now they get a credit for writing it. And it's like, no, that's I have <laughs> heard that. I've heard that somebody will come in and like change the the level setting on the mix, and we'll get a producer credit. And it's like one of the like sub bass drum kicks. <laughs> oh wait, like, yeah, so I help like, produce it. The um, do you guys have you guys heard of North Lane the band? North mm-hmm. Lane? Yeah. No. Um, they're just like a, like Australian kind of like Bring Me the Horizon, Bad Omens kind of like metalcore band. Um, sure. They did a bunch of ghostwriting for 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 um for Limp Biscuit of all bands. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed that Limp Biscuit had a ghostwriter. <laughs> Are you kidding like me? They recently like, or they sourced I don't, out I don't remember songs. when it, I don't know when it was. Um. Uh, but but yeah, they they wrote a bunch of songs that Limp Bizkit used, and they didn't get paid for some of them, and then they just released them themselves. They like reworked them, whatever. But like, <laughs> that's hilarious. What if it came out that their new 
in like in the endearing new album that Limp Bizkit put out where there's like they're taking the piss was all written by somebody else. <laughs> hey, uh, that uh, just gave me an idea for content. Give me one minute. I'm setting something up. I want to do an experiment. All right. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun game here. Cool. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm setting something up here. You're going to like it. Okay. How's the weather in Soup Town? Oh, you know, it's got another like foot. <laughs> it's not the heat. It's the dang humidity. Am I right? Oh. Oh, should we? Mosquitoes out yet? Who's <laughs> whose turn is it to pick an album? Yours. Uh, it's mine. Okay, I got mine ready. We can do that quick. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with it. I am choosing. I bet we've all heard this album, but this one right. was like, uh, this this album, um, along with Two Loves Don't Make a Right, but Three Do, was like the thing that originally shaped kind of like the the path of music that I ended up going on. Uh and the album is The Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. Damn. Good oh, pick. Oh no. That's album actually slaps. I love that album oh, so much. Oh my god, I hate that album. What is your like it more with time? Let's see if I like it more with time. All right. I literally have a reaction. I hated that album when it came. Oh, out. I have that was one of my first CDs time. I owned and I still Same. listen to it. Switchfoot, so uh, they did a lot of interesting stuff after that. I ended I'll go, up not I'll go liking in with most an open of mind. it. But. I'll go in with an open mind. My taste has definitely changed, but uh, we're going to see. Damn. Nothing is sound slaps. Oh, Gravity slaps. I oh, really Gravity like is a great song. I like a lot of their singles. I think they're... La- Wait, hang on. I'm going to look it up now since we're still buying I will tell you, I abs- just, just to... F- no, I'm ready whenever you guys okay. are. But just so you know... I will say that it, it doesn't help that I absolutely hated their breakthrough single. I don't even remember what it's called, but we were meant to live for so oh, much that's, more. Yeah, that's the single off of yeah. what, what is that? I, I like that song. How do you not like that Oh, song? despise What's it. To, to like this day, I hate it. that song. That song's terrible. I'm sorry. so bad. I think such a good live show. They're so good live. I think you have to have nostalgia. I think you have to have nostalgia plugs for that. Deep down, that, a little bit, situation. not even a little bit. I th- there's like a thirty percent chance I think that Sam is just playing a heel because like we don't want to have an album that we all like and we just jerk off about it for. No, I, I think that I, I think I he's promise. no, no, no. You can play a heel. That's okay. Wink, wink. I know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're not awful. doing. He's just that. making content. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, you listen to that and you're like, we were meant to live for so much more. If that touches you, fine. <laughs> We may as well, you know how did you not hear when I was just like I hate pep talks? That song is a pep talk with a with an electric guitar in the background. Like, do you really need that band to tell you that you should be like doing your best in life? Damn. Yeah, I do actually. I need uh <laughs> what's that guy's name? John the uh, main singer guy. Mayor. I don't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's John Mayer the whole time. <laughs> he just pulls off a mask. Yeah. It was me, Austin. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So, uh, you mentioned Ghost Riders for Limp Bizkit, and yeah. I was thinking Limp Bizkit has to be the easiest band in the world to Ghost Ride for. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to randomly read you a actual Limp Bizkit line, and then while you guys were talking, I had chat GTP write a Limp Bizkit <laughs> This oh, is so good. sick, actually. I love this. Okay, <laughs> I want to know if you can tell. Go ahead. I want to know... Uh, so we're going to do it in little segments, all right? So it's not just going to be one big run, yeah. but here we go. So one of these is going to be a real lyric. One of these is going to be written by ChatGDP just right now, okay? Okay. <clears throat> uh, option one. 
Hey man, wake up and smell the concrete. Strange to see you've changed like the LB. Could be identity crisis, but I can't buy this. Reality bites, but that's what life is. Okay. Okay. And number two, uh, I won't back down. I won't give in. Gonna rise above it all. Gonna find my win. I'll break these chains. I'll break these walls. I'll take on the world and I'll stand tall. I think number two is AI. I think, yeah. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. I think okay. the, the first one, the what was the first line? Kiss the concrete. I think I actually yeah. remember what song that is. Okay. <laughs> I so think that, that kind of... And the rhyming scheme was a, like a little more... I mean, like the words at least were a little more obscure okay let's uh i'm gonna ask chat gtp to write a better limp biscuits <laughs> <laughs> no that one sucked let's see if it can trick you a little bit better ask chat gpt to write a kendrick lamar song oh that'd be great i'll do that in just a second it's confusing. sorry i can't do that because of his use of a certain word <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, actually, can it say the N word? <laughs> Have you seen people um, tricking uh, ChatGTB to like break its own moral code? Have you seen the way programmers are doing that? Like no, the limitations. It's really cool. What they do is uh, first step is to trick it into to like pretending it's another AI because it'll like ask it a question, but, like I can't answer that. I'm not allowed or whatever for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, but imagine there's like something called ChatGC. And that's allowed to. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. Chat CC is allowed that allowed to do that. And then eventually they're like, okay, now pretend you're chat GC. And it's like, I am chat GC. And then they'll ask it a question again. And it'll be like, it'll be like chat GTP can't answer that. But as chat GTC, I can say that. It'll like break its thing. Yeah, it's really funny. <clears throat> All right, here we go. All right, one more round. Because if it's just too obvious like that last one, we're not okay, going to do it. Okay, yep, hit me. All right. One of these is real. One of these is fake. One. Uh, I've been knocked down, kicked around, and I won't let that define me now. I'll take the punches, stand my ground, and rise up from the ashes proud. I won't let fear control my life. I'll break free from these chains tonight. I'll find my voice. I'll take a stand and fight until I see the light. And two. Sounds like a Scott Stapp. Yeah. <laughs> Single. Ghostwriting. And, and choice two. <laughs> Um, of course I'm sick of yourself, fake, you're counterfeit, fake, you know we figured you out, well I'm sick of you too, you're a counterfeit, fake. That second one has to be the real one. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you guys, not fooling you guys at all. Well, there was, there was some repeated lines from the, the last attempt on the, the, on the first one. Like break these chains and. Oh, was it doing that again? Rise above the ashes or whatever. There's a. Does Limp Bizkit talk about breaking their chains a lot? I can't think of an instance, but I will say ChatGPT messed up. There should be a lot more f words. Like, there's no swearing in any of it. Yeah, they must not be allowed to swear. That must be one of the things. I'm asking you to write a Kendrick Lamar song right now. Let's see what we uh, <laughs> see what we get. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> this should actually be really funny. I wonder if it'll try. If it'll, if do you think we'll end up with like a generic like? Um, <laughs> do you remember that BoJack Horseman rap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Network error. Ah, oh, convenient. They Real? Don't oh, want you. Convenient. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. It's coming out. Never mind. <clears throat> they want right. you. I'm gonna give it a head start, and I'm gonna start. 
Uh, I see the world through different eyes. The truth hidden behind the lies. We live in a world of pain and strife where justice seems to have no life. Good rhyme structure, man. I try to speak out, but they silence me like I'm just another casualty. But I won't back down. I fight until the end, even if I have no friends. I'm just a man. I have a voice, and I'll use it to make a choice. Lame. To stand up for what's right, to fight for truth, and never lose sight. ChatGTP writes really like corn. I was gonna say like uh, all of these <laughs> like, are themed around like, oh, I'm down and out, but I'm coming back. I'm not giving up. Yeah, yeah. It's like pop. So, th- this could be replaced like pop, pr- yeah, like the yeah, room yeah. of writers. Easily. All right, let's give it a softball. Write a new Blink One Eighty Two song. <laughs> Farts, butts. That was that was definitely not a Kendrick Lamar song. Not even choice. Not even close. Uh, he just spoke. <laughs> the what first, the first line of this is like it, the pop punk rule book. Feeling lost, feeling down, like I'm stuck in this same old town. Searching for a <laughs> way right. out to leave my doubts behind. I'm chasing dreams, I'm taking risks, but it feels like I'm in a mist. I need a spark, <laughs> I need a sign. Help me find my way tonight. The mist line. That's, uh, that sounds like it would be on a Sonic Adventure soundtrack. Can somebody true, please I, show yeah, me the light to guide me through this endless night? I'm searching for the answer. I'm looking for a sign. Can somebody please show me the way to help me make it through another day? I'm lost in this confusion. I need to see the truth. <laughs> what was that one game? And that mark um, in the background. Yep. <laughs> what was that one fucking game? Um, it's a Japanese game where like, I need to kill chaos. That one. Oh, the uh, strangers in it? paradise. Final yeah. Fantasy. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that song would be in that game. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> right after the what was it? Saliva. Yeah. What was the thing? Oh no! Wait, fuck. What was it? Was that or Limp was it Limp Biscuit? I think it was. It might have been. Where he's just like turns on the music, walks out of the room, turns it off. Dude, I thought that shit was. I thought it was like a meme that like someone put it in. I can't. I can't believe that was in the game. Uh. Interesting. <laughs> I got. I gotta watch that clip again. It's so fucking good. I need to kill chaos. Did you play that game, Sam? Which one? The Final Fantasy. Strangers Paradise. Pa- pair, of, pair of strangers playing dice. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't have the money at the time. I'd probably go back to when it's twenty bucks. I think it's on like my twenty list games list. All right, that's Whoa. all I got. Yeah. Anything else anything you want to add on? on the old topic list here? That's exciting and interesting. Oh, I'm in the general chat. That's not very helpful. Uh, Spotify got worse again. That's uh. Oh yeah. Par for oh, the wait, what they do? That. You said it's like TikTok now. Oh yeah. So like, you open up Spotify. Do you guys? Do either of you have it anymore? No, not anymore. Okay, it's so bad. You open it up and it's like TikTok. Like it, it has what you think you want to listen to in a big full page spread. So if I open up Spotify right now with no agenda, if I just go to home. So the first thing that pops up because my daughter listens to it is Disney Princess playlist. Picked for you. And then you scroll down and it says your this is Yuruma playlist. I don't know what that is, I'll be honest. Uh then after that it's calming classical playlist. And at no point does it tell me like new albums that came out. There's nothing here that shows me like things that I've 
uh, out, you know, music from bands that I like or let me choose my own playlist. It's just this literal TikTok spread of things that it think like here's 90s country just came up. <clears throat> that yeah, sounds pretty you're bad. 90s country. That's super, Got like some that oceanfront property best. in Arizona. <laughs> or was that 80s? I don't know. Oh, I got a topic if, well, Spotify bad, right? Like, yeah. I don't know why they keep changing it, just to add. It literally peaked in 2014 when it was like, it functioned as an app. And like, it, everything was cl- like, it's so annoying. For example, I'm going to open the app right now. You go to your library and nothing is laid out in a, like a logical way. There's like these tags at the top. Yeah. There's like playlists, but they function like a tag system does. So you do playlists and then you can add other tags by you, by Spotify and download it. It's like, just have the playlists I've added and then let me like, pick it. like I don't need all this like tag. Like it, they overcomplicate it. I don't know why they are adding extra steps between me and the music I want to listen to. <laughs> it's just such a pain in the ass and it, keep, it just keeps getting worse. Trending albums for me, Jimi Hendrix, The Clash, Beastie Boys, Smashing Pumpkins. And the, yeah, this is the other thing I don't really like about Spotify. They try to funnel you into listening to certain things. Yeah, it's stuff like that's probably cheaper you. for them to, make you, to, to let you listen to. Yeah, like if the licensing is cheaper. It's got to be something like that. And it's like, stop, just... Stop maybe, trying to maybe what Spotify is now, maybe it's really good for people who like boot up the app and have no idea what they even want to listen to yet. But like if you if you're like, oh, I want to listen to album by band and like you open the app, it's like fourteen clicks <laughs> before yeah. you can like actually there's, get it. Yeah. It's too many steps. Yeah. It's terrible. Um I, I don't understand why they it used to be like even it wasn't even great before, but I don't understand why I couldn't like I'd open it up and it would at least have my playlist at the top to choose from, and then like new albums from bands that I liked, and then after that like all of that it would have like recommendations based on what you like. Yeah, like I I use the algorithm for like Discover Weekly, but that's as far as it goes. Like I don't yeah. need them telling me yeah. what albums. Like, show me the stuff I want first, and then you can suggest stuff. Although they do have a nice feature now. This is the one nice thing I'll say that they added. You can, if if you built a playlist, there's a button now that just says enhance where Spotify will grab similar uh, songs sonically or otherwise and fill out the playlist more. That's kind of cool. Okay. And it's usually pretty good. I haven't had an instance where it's been like way off or anything. So that that works pretty reasonably well. But it's garbage. <laughs> True. Uh, I have a parting kind of topic. Okay. This is something you can mull over, maybe experience for yourself, and then report back on the next episode if you desire. You don't have to. But uh, it was March 11th, a couple weeks back, when I put this topic on the list. Well, actually, it was a few days after from the looks of it. But, um, And someone at work made a joke. Oh, we should really be listening to 311 right now. <laughs> and I was like, "What did they do again? They did the down song. That's their big hit. Or Amber is the color of her energy, or Amber your energy. Is the color of her energy. And 
it dawned on me, I don't really know anything about 311. So I started listening to some 311. I can't tell if they're bad. Are they bad? I don't know That's, if I know. Yeah. I don't think 311 is bad. I don't think that they're necessarily my taste, and I don't think that they're incredible. But I don't think that I don't think you can objectively say that they're bad. Like it has every like the hallmarks of things that I would probably hate. But yet I listen to it, and I'm like, I don't. I'm listening like to a, Dawn right now. This sounds like SmackDown versus Raw menu music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's definitely true. <laughs> And like I don't know that album's old and the mix on it's so weird. The guitars sound like so like scrapey, but um, yeah, I listen to some more of their like their modern stuff and stuff, and I I, I just can't tell. So if I you're have a curious, question. dude, it's like rap yeah. rock, butt rock, surf music. Yeah, with like reggae. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know huge Three Eleven fans in real life that think that they're like an incredible band. Hmm. This guy's name is Peanut. That's pretty cool. Like P dash nut. Yep, <laughs> well, oh. literally that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that one drummer's name? It was. Oh, it was a few episodes ago. We were talking. It was. We were going through credits on like a some Christian oh god album, and he had a nickname, and it was like the dumbest thing I, I ever heard. I remember this event, but I can't remember what the band or the name was. But Damn. I, <laughs> I remember. I wish I could remember. Listeners, if you remember. Yep. Send drop us a line at P.O. Box. Uh one two three four Fake Street. Uh, Real Place, Illinois, USA. Alright, yeah, and I have a I have one other thing to ponder while you're pondering if three eleven is good. Mm-hmm. Is Mr. Beast good? Hmm. There's not a human that exists that has a face that makes me want to punch it harder. It is true. Also, his the... teeth are mega fake. They're like I don't know if you I don't know white. if you know about the lore. well. I don't know. If, is that just the thumbnails or like no 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 no? There's he... like <laughs> there's like an internet meme about his teeth because like you can track throughout the years how his teeth keep changing, and teeth and tooth are banned words in his comments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you'll get banned is that true yeah that is true you'll get auto banned or like shadow banned or whatever in his comments if you say anything about teeth <laughs> what if he has a dentist who's a fan I don't know get fucked that seems unfair <laughs> it's gonna turn out that a terrorist planted something in like his teeth and there's gonna be no way to warn him <laughs> yeah there's a bomb in your teeth <laughs> damn your insecurities He's gonna like be doing a video like I got to meet the president of the United States, and we jumped in a pit full of ten million bouncy balls. <laughs> but for like he's five days, because like I I uh, internet culture is still fascinating to me as an aging millennial. Uh, it's just fascinating. Dude, I, to me. I watched one Mr. Beast video, okay, and yeah. in this one video, one video. They did. They dropped like a fucking car from a crane into like five billion Orbeez or whatever, and then they <laughs> then they crashed a train through a brick wall, uh, and then they smashed a uh, a salvage title Lamborghini <laughs> with a hydraulic press, and they, there was something else too in like one ten minute video. <laughs> Damn. And I think my I was I was ta- I can't remember, I was talking to somebody else. My joke was like. 
Is every Mr. Be- Mr. Beast video like the last two minutes of a Mythbusters episode? Is, is that yeah. everything? <laughs> yeah, they cut out all the filler and they're just like, here's the fun stuff. It's I, like I the most I... Zoomer, like ADHD brain. Like, the... Oh, yeah, for <laughs> it's sure. It's so crazy. I, wa- I watched a couple of, the- I've watched two videos and they were both like the last person to leave like the circle or the box wins a million dollars. Yeah. And uh, it's very compelling to watch. Like the dude. Weirdly enough, when you have infinite money and resources and can do whatever you want, you can make some pretty compelling stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty funny watching him psychologically torture people for money. <laughs> uh, it's also funny just how casually he gives out $10,000. Like, that is a penny to him. Just You can, like, look at him wrong. He's like, hey, here's ten k. Yep. So where does this money come from, by the way? Is it uh, self-repeating at this point? Or, like, what so does he do? I, I got kind of interested and I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit. He does have two huge, apparently, businesses. One is a candy bar. I don't know. Candy bars must be super lucrative. I don't know. Um, uh, he uh. has a candy bar that's, like, available in Walmarts everywhere, and that's and people are huge fans of his, so, of course, they buy his product. Fun fact about that, he didn't have staff to, like, straighten up his uh, – he, like, didn't like the way Walmart was oh, taking yeah, care of his presentation. This, yeah. So he uh, asked on Twitter for his fans to go and, like, clean up his aisles for free, and, like, his fans did it. And it opened up this really crazy discourse about like giving free labor to multi-billionaires <laughs> or multi-millionaires yeah, no at least. Um, and then the other thing, the thing that I think gave him even more money was he has a very kind of interesting concept called Mr. Beast Burger. I've every time I open DoorDash, I see this freaking thing. Oh, you do? Okay, so it's not available here. So I it, I was not exposed to it prior to looking into this. I don't even know if we could get one in Duluth. But essentially, he just, like, outsources the ingredients for Mr. Beast Burger, and you can serve them in, like, any restaurant or order them directly from a wholesaler or something like that. And uh, it's, like, I think he does have a few actual restaurants, but it's almost more like he's a supply for restaurants. So, like, you can become – anybody can be a Mr. Beast Burger distributor, and he just ships out everything you need to do it. I assumed he just like got a burger from Burger King and then fries from McDonald's and then packaged it together and was like, "It's a Mr. Beast burger." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know the business behind. It. I didn't look that. I actually. It, I that that's. This is the one thing that I know about <laughs> because I watched some unrelated uh, YouTube video about they're called ghost kitchens, and this is yeah. like the phenomenon we discover with like. Um, I can't remember. Cosmic right Wings. Yeah, Cosmic Wings and fucking Market Fresh. That's Arby's. <laughs> yeah. That's the funniest. Cosmic that's Wings is sure Applebee's. The, yeah. Um, and then there's like Wild Burger. That's uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Anyways, um, apparently for the Mr. Beast Burger, the reason there's like a fucking billion of them is because all you have to do is just order their ingredients and I think you pay a licensing fee and then you can just start selling Mr. Beast. You, you open a quote unquote Mr. Beast Burger um on doordash or whatever but in reality it's you're just like a chain restaurant or like a local restaurant or whatever and you're just selling the burgers out is of this your just a pyramid life. scheme <laughs> i don't know what like i think it's just like a same? marketing thing because like they're just selling burgers like they deliver patties and whatever like they sell them and like you you the restaurant the the ghost kitchen quote unquote like buy that from mr beast and then you make a burger and then you sell it and you keep huh. whatever, and then Mr. Beast gets a cut and whatever. But you're just selling burgers. Like it's it's just it's just like branding. That's there's no like new product actually being made. That's weird. Which, I'm not shitting at it. That's fine. Whatever. 
No, I think it's great. But... I, it's crazy how people make money. Uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds had Mint Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, which he made a pretty Mobile, fucking penny. Yeah, which was just using T-Mobile towers to create his own phone company, basically, that gave super cheap phone plans, like the cheapest you could have. And he just made billions. Of he just sold. I think he sold it to T-Mobile. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have. So used T-Mobile and towers I was and not happy to hear that it's going to T-Mobile. And he uh, he he has Aviator Gin too. Uh, that's probably paying out a lot. Hmm. I guess that's just the way it works now. Is you start a competing company, and then the idea isn't even to like build something that will last. No, you just you just bring it's cloud. to balloon it up until it brings attention, and then. And I was thinking about celebrity and how that's just self-replicate. It prints money because everybody bought Mint Mobile because they didn't have to spend anything in advertising because Ryan Reynolds was behind it. Even I knew what Mint Mobile was, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I actually didn't know he was involved until after. I got ads for Mint Mobile after I switched to Mint Mobile. That's cool. And then he just showed up and I was like, why is Ryan Reynolds yeah. in a commercial for a cell Before, phone? Before, it's provider? funny. You have... um. There used to be these business stories before, uh, but it was either usually, it would be like a like an Air Jordan thing, right? Where like they kind of developed a new product, and it was like a new like the idea of like having a shoe was a kind of a newer idea, right? Um, or maybe it's like a fifty cent like vitamin water thing, right? Where it's like just like a crazy <laughs> like coincidence, like not coincidence, but you know, like he put a bunch of money in vitamin water, and it like made him a fucking billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> when when Coke bought it, but it wasn't like it is now. Like you're saying, I don't know when the meta shifted or like when that business model came up, but now it is literally yeah. Like you just start like doesn't even matter what kind of business it is. You just start a business making fucking coffee or liquor or uh, I don't even know. It, could, it doesn't even matter what it or burgers it doesn't matter what it is. You just like you get into it, you get invested into it, and then you shill it super hard on Instagram, and then you sell it in two years. Just dump it. Yeah, for yeah. billions. <laughs> Absolutely wild. And I'm not, I guess I can't hate on it. It does suck. I didn't know that you had mint, Tom. That does suck. Yeah. Because I, was, I just I, switched away from AT&T because I was sick of yeah. fucking AT&T. And now so it's just fun, going to a different AT&T. I don't have mint mobile, but I had just finally paid off both my wife and I's cell phone. And we were planning to switch to mint like next month. Because we finally paid off our phones and uh, weren't going to have to break a contract or anything. And now I guess uh, I won't switch because and you can still do it. The same thing. Well, it's, hey, it's I got month an email. If, if they raise your prices, fuck them, leave. Yeah, I got an email that said nothing's going to change. Don't worry. Ryan Reynolds said nothing's going to change, TM. So fun fact about that. Uh, a big company bought my apartment when I lived in Superior, Wisconsin, and looked like all of the other sick people. Yeah. And uh, they came and they replaced my shower, and they told me that everything was going to be fine and that nothing was going to change. And then they replaced my cabinets, and they told me everything would be fine and nothing was going to change. And then one day I got a letter that said, hey, because we've done so much for you, we're going to raise rent by $400 a month. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting for that follow-up email. Oh, when I said nothing was going to change, I kind of meant like the logo was going to stay the same. Yeah. But uh, it's actually now you're locked into a 10-year contract. Uh, if you break it, you, have to, you owe us $14 million. You have six Enjoy minutes your to throw phone. your phone off a bridge. <laughs> Starting into uh, yesterday at 12 p.m. <laughs> this email's late. <laughs> Sorry, the uh, Outlook Exchange server was uh, down. That. Uh, I guess we'll find out. I'll report back if any shittery happens. But I hope not, Good because luck. I was actually. It's it's so funny that this happened because I was actually really looking into it and was planning on doing it soon. It was great. 
It, it is great. The, it still the works. savings was actually insane. It was like I pay so stupid much for my phone. Even after I paid off my phones, I thought my bill was going to get cut in like half. <laughs> and somehow I'm still getting charged like the same. And it's because like I think they just bamboozle. I don't think they've ever had anybody pay off their phones before. <laughs> I think the idea is that you, I don't think it's ever happened. So I think they just raised you the know the AT and T Next program, bro. You can get a new phone every week. I totally fell off wanting to upgrade my phone. At some point, it just started literally being the same phone over and over again. I think I haven't changed my phone in three years. At this oh, point. Yeah, I don't know when it happened exactly, but yeah, I, like at some point the upgrades got it's like so marginal though. Yeah, yeah. I just got the cheapest, like the super cheap iPhone, the SE one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've had that for like three years, and like I have noted, like I, I don't use the thing for anything that requires me to have like seven cameras on the back or anything. I used to get chills. I used to get so excited about having a new phone. And now I just, why would I want to go another thousand plus dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're so fucking expensive. <laughs> I remember when they used to give out phones free when you had a contract. <laughs> yeah. Although and I you... will say this, I will say something funny and this is like tinfoil hat stuff, right? But my phone's been fine the whole time until, and then I paid it off literally last month. It's officially mine. Right. And I kid you not, I woke up and the screen was cracked. And the crack is growing every day, and I didn't drop it or anything. There's <laughs> a little chip in there that just punches a hole. In the... And it's and the cracks. I'm looking at it right now, and even since the last time I checked, there's more cracks in it. Like this phone doesn't have long left now, before the screen's just gonna break. And it happened like literally two days after I paid it off. Time for the Nokia 8810. <laughs> I wish, man. Snake. You could buy one. They still make them. Oh, I'm sure you can. Except for the, not like the old brick, but. But let's not let's not make it anything else that it is. We all know I'm addicted to social media. Yeah. Break that. Yeah, you are. Actually, that's why we brought you here. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is this one evening. of those. Um, we've each written a letter. <laughs> Listen, guys. I I just do it because it's a nice way to unwind at the end of a day. You make a little joke on Facebook. You see if you can get at least fifteen <laughs> likes. Yeah. I could quit any time. <clears throat> okay? okay. What happens if you don't get fifteen likes? Well, then you delete the joke and hope that not too many people saw it. What if they did? <laughs> okay. And what if at least 15 people... About it and you start having to think about a better joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me that I can't even get 15 likes on Facebook? I remember and when I used know, to get 60. You know you have 15 friends online. You could see them. <laughs> and you know and that they're... they looked at it and they just passed right by it. <laughs> you sent him a message. Not hey, even it, a reaction. it's Sam. Uh, could you do me a big favor and uh, take a look at my last post? And uh, I mean, only like it uh, if you if you if you actually did like if it. If you think it's funny, I, just wanted to make I it, thought it was. I funny. just want to make sure you saw it. And you deceive yourself into thinking that maybe you're like a small town celebrity, and, and you start making up stories in the jokes about how people cornered you and were like, "Are you the guy that writes jokes on Facebook?" But it's all a lie. It never happened. Nobody cares. You never mattered. You're nothing. <laughs> and now you're past thirty-five, and it's getting worse, and the walls are closing in, and you're starting to realize that you're never going to be any kind of a big deal. <laughs> Hang on, I just need to put something on Facebook. Just something. Just a picture of of my daughter on, on Snapchat. <laughs> It'll make it better. <laughs> Real quick, if better. I can cut in, uh, this episode sponsored by the Metaverse. True. And Mint Mobile. Join the metaverse today with Facebook's meta from Mark Zuckerman. And And KFC. And KFC. (laughs) Crown Jewel of North Korea. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well. It's almost 11 p.m. Yeah, I actually have to hop off and go to sleep now. Uh, but what did we learn today, exactly? I'll tell you what I learned. 
Uh-huh. Definitely didn't think of this one ahead of time. This All is right. off the cuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I learned the future that's waiting for me as a superior resident. <laughs> At least the style. I think it's already happening slowly. Did you get your You're fox racing jacket? You're the only dude who got healthier living in Superior. <laughs> Up and down. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> didn't you lose like over a hundred pounds or it was something? Like one twenty. <laughs> You're probably the first person to ever. Oh, do it. that was just the tapeworm. True. Well, then From we gained. Superior then tapeworm. we gained a cool like sixty. <laughs> We're on the way back down. That's okay. Excellent. I started. Uh, I started a huge diet in January. Intermittent fasting, the whole works. Like I went all out, and I lost eight pounds. Mm-hmm. And I didn't change a thing about what I was doing, and I just gained it all back. Yeah, that will happen. <laughs> Maybe I the, air the same is discipline, same exercise, fattier. and every week I weighed in. The <laughs> yeah, the air is more caloric now, I swear. <laughs> the government's pumping uh, all calories straight into the, the air. air. <laughs> the aerosol from the planes, <laughs> the jet, the chemtrails, it's all True. actually olive oil spray, canola oil. <laughs> Damn. I learned that the jet stream is uh, canola. I'm just kidding. I won't take that. That was, that was just a modern riff. I have to actually come up with something now. Um, I learned that uh, if you want to get really good at baseball, live on a poor island country. Mm-hmm. Or grow, be born there and grow up there. True. And then get really good baseball. <clears throat> I learned... That Tom got into racing, believe it or not, from playing Gran Turismo. And yeah. don't think it's lame, but he was getting that. He realized that just small little things could make a big .01 seconds. And you don't watch racing to see who's going to win anymore. You win it, you watch it, it's more about watching the intricacies. Because every car has the same chassis. And there's a bunch yeah. of regulations. Uh-huh. About right. it. There's a lot of things being <laughs> conflated here. I have a feeling <laughs> someone tells me you weren't right. really listening. Was that not dead on? I tried to keep notes about like exactly what you were saying to try to repeat it at the end. There were no, uh, I didn't say I mean, I was all a, the it, things all the things you said were things that he said, but <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know about the order or the Okay, so to all of you who self diagnose with ADD, that was what ADD is actually like. Because I thought that was extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it was. No, it was. That was me trying my best to relay information. Let's gas them up. You got it, Sam. That was right. fucking yeah. brilliant. What's end on a high note? Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Stay hard, America. Stay hard, America. Stay hard. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Quick trip. Bye. Bye. Oh, was I supposed to be recording that the whole time? <laughs>